They fingerprinted me. Well, just my thumb. Just your thumb? They don't need them all. I mean, honestly, that makes sense because like, you know how they're like all fingerprints are unique. Why do they fingerprint all of your fingers? Right. I guess because you could cut your thumb off. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. At a later date, if you plan to continue criming, you could cut your thumb off. Well, I mean, my days of criming have never been a thing. (laughs) My days of crying, on the other hand. Just getting started. Too many windows open. <laughs> like literally and virtually. I know. <laughs> Are you okay? <gasps> oh no. Don't cry over open windows. <laughs> I thought that a door was supposed to be open. <laughs> when you close the Guys, friends, just FYI, we already started the podcast and we stopped to, (laughs) we stopped because I had to like put out a little fire on my end and then Busy so graciously was like, okay, just wave to me when you're ready because she's been sitting on the Zoom and then... We we started again, and there was a, 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 a window problem, and um, it's not I, an actual window. There's no window. <laughs> Busy. I was gonna text you this, but then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just tell her on the podcast. The other day, like the dogs were going wild. Everyone in the house was a little snappish. And uh, I put on the TV, I put on like a, a Lionel Richie playlist and I cried my fucking eyes out every Lionel Richie song. And then uh, and then I switched to another artist. I can't remember who to see if it was like if I was crying just because I was crying or if it was Lionel Richie and I was able to get a hold of myself. When I switched, but I feel like Windows right now are your Lionel Richie. <laughs> what if they were? <sighs> take a, let's take a cleansing breath. Is everything okay? I mean, no, nothing is Okay. <laughs> Is this a good podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is okay. Um, you just got back from Washington, D.C. Well, I was there last week when I got arrested. Yes. And I'm writing about it for our Substack, which thank you to everybody who has already very lovely, lovingly, lovingly. I would say generously, lovingly. Generously. Lovingly. <laughs> I always think of Birdie's little voice. Generous and <laughs> kind and wise. Wait, I have to pull it up now. Um, you know that video, right? Yes, about pandas. I know the it. Fucking best, best video of all time. <laughs> Aww. 
So Busy just got back from, she's writing about it for our sub stack. And we were talking before we um, paused mm-hmm. the podcast and we're mm-hmm. going to scrap that part because we were just not ready to go. I was um, explaining that I had to go. Today is July 5th. I had to go back to Washington, D.C. because there were so many people that got uh, detained slash arrest. I was arrested. I It says on my form, arrested. So now I guess I have to fill out every time I, I fill out a form that's like, have you ever been arrested? I have to write, yes. 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 I. You know what I want to tell you? Mm-hmm. You're not the first actor that's been arrested. I know, but I had never been arrested before. I know you have a record now, but you got arrested for something good. Yeah, in case you guys don't know, you're fans of this, me, us, <laughs> of this the, podcast, of of fundamental human rights. You're fans of those things, so you probably know you this. Probably know, but it's you know it was the first um, act of civil disobedience in Planned Parenthood's history. Wow. Mm-hmm. They've never done anything like that. Uh, it was quite a day. I'm writing about it for Substack. Part one will be up. Well, I guess today probably because you'll be listening to this tomorrow. So part one will be up t- today. And then um, I'll get that part two out as fast as possible. It turns out I'm not a fast writer. Uh, but also, <laughs> also there's been a lot going on, including but not limited to Cricket's ninth bur- Mark's. 51st birthday, pretty uneventful. Uh, the 50, you had a very eventful 50th for him. So. Yeah, I really fucking turned it out. And guys, now in retrospect, go back and and remember that we already knew we were, we were already, we had been separated for over six months at that point. Yeah. I'm a really great ex-partner. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I really fucking did it. I really you did it. You blew it out. I blew it out. Like a lot of our friends, most of our friends knew at that point. Yeah. And if they didn't know before that weekend, well, one of our friends got drunk and told him. <laughs> one of our uh, friends, who, by the way, is not drinking anymore. Oh, the wow. friend, My friend that got drunk at Mark's 50th and told everyone and that told we were everyone? getting Oh, that's, well, that's, um, that's a good, you know, that's a good clue that maybe... You know, maybe you want to make a change. Um, I was so sad to miss that birthday party because it looked so fun. It was so fun and you were missed. But anyway, so I got back from D.C. It was nuts. The whole experience was crazy. The whole day was fucking nuts. It was was a day that was very long. Um, Got home and immediately thrown right back into parenting. Right. Immediately, like no stops. And Birdie was like, I don't, like, Birdie was like, I literally don't care that you are arrested. Do you think it's cool? Because I don't. I want you to watch the Sinjin Drowning video with me. <laughs> I was like, okay. Wow. Wow. Um, I literally don't care that you were arrested. Wow. Maybe someday they will care and think it is cool because it is cool. And- Listen. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's not. Your kids aren't supposed to think you're cool. You know what I'll be be happy about? I'll be happy when my great, great granddaughter is like in space or something, like in like a fucking balloon where they live (laughs) now and is like, oh my God, 
why didn't you ever tell me that your grandmother was like an actress who like fought for civil rights and human rights? And like, that's (laughs) crazy. Why didn't you ever mention that? And then my great, no, my granddaughter, not my great granddaughter. That will be my great granddaughter. And my granddaughter will be like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, she was. No, 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 she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. What did how many what did the pandas eat every day? Sixteen bowls of cereal. Sixteen bowls of cereal. Yeah. And what else about pandas? Tell me what else you're reading about pandas. Uh, they're good. And they're wise. And they're wise. Strong. Mm-hmm. Happy. Mm-hmm. Generous. Yes. Aww. I'm happy. That's nice. Is there anything else in there about pandas? Let me look. Pandas can see from a mile and kiss each other for like 16 hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was that was a young Birdie Silverstein. Ma'am, that Birdie Silverstein was not yet four years old it's wild right 2000 wait i have to do the math 9 10 11 12 no she was almost she she was four she was almost four she was four almost five that's right pretending to read about pandas oh yeah pretending to read in a in a magazine in my in my ob's office birdie came with me to an appointment when i was pregnant with cricket and they had like a like it was like a National Geographic magazine that had two pandas on the cover, and then was Birdie was pretending to read it, and then told me all the things that uh, they had learned about pandas. <laughs> and uh, sometimes when I and when I hear the word generous, anytime, anywhere, anywhere, I just hear Birdie's baby voice go generous, <laughs> like just tiny little generous. <laughs> and wise. Oh and my happy. gosh. Um yeah. so yeah, so I that's why I mess. But Bertie went to like this program abroad. Like student program abroad, not right. the boarding school. Right. Because we're still waiting. We don't know if Bertie is getting this visa or not now with my arrest. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I don't think they would care. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe this was all a plan. Maybe I was like, you thought it was about f- fundamental rights. Right. And the audacity of this false Supreme Court. No, it was really about not letting my child go to boarding school abroad. Um, <clears throat> but that's not true. Uh, but Bertie, so Bertie was is doing, Bertie's doing a summer program abroad, like this student travel thing. Right. Um, as in the words of Jenny Mullen, can I be birdie? Um, <laughs> but I dropped them off yesterday at the airport and, um, and Mark and Cricket left on the 3rd of July to go do like a week of traveling together, just the two of them, which is so cute. I highly encourage parents out there. I know it's not possible all the time, but you can also, it doesn't have to be like an expensive 
trip, like what Mark and Cricks are doing is not, I mean, it was just like they used miles and then they're staying at a, our friend's place for free, whatever. But yeah. like, I really think that taking individual trips with your kids, whether you're married, divorced in some sort of purgatory like me or whatever, and Mark, um, I highly recommend recommend alone trips with kids, yeah. siblings. I think yes. it's really like interesting and you learn so much about your kids and yeah. they learn about you. And it's yeah, like, I think it's even, great. even just like a, a road trip, if you can do it, even just like a day trip with your kid, because I, oh, well, I've said this on the podcast before, the bumps on the road, they shake out things from your kid. Like if your kid's not a big talker, if they're, you know, they come home from school every day and you ask how it was and they say it was fine and they don't give you anything else, something about a road trip, those bumps just jiggle everything out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm all over the place, but that's just life being all over the place. And, um, well, you probably don't know what to do with yourself. You're alone. I mean, I have Gina. Yeah, well. And she's a lot of work. And the cats. And my friend Gina's Sam. like, I literally don't care that you got arrested. <laughs> no, Gina was like, cared deeply and was like very <laughs> upset about it. And was like, also, it's just, this is like what's happening in this country and Miranda rights and I can't even. She's like, Gina's like, I Gina's can't. very woke. <sighs> she's trying. Um, <laughs> but so... I you had to go back to DC. Yeah, but so we have so I got back pretty late on Thursday. Scarfed some food, watched some vids with Bird. And then Friday was Mark's birthday. But what was I had something to do on Friday? Oh my God, I had to do this. I had to do that thing. I had to do that thing I agreed to do. That was, yeah. it took a lot of time. It wasn't, it was like one of those things where, like, guys, I know you're going to feel me on this no matter what it is that you do. But you know, like when you're like, are like, yeah, I'll do this thing because like it might be fun and it'll be fairly easy. And then you're like, oh, hmm. Well, it would only be fairly easy under a set of perfect under circumstances. Under other circumstances, yes, yeah. i.e. that I hadn't been like baking in hot sun the day before for like many, many, many hours. And like also not just that, just like all of the emotional stuff that and traveling literally six hours on a train in one yeah. day. And then it was Cricket's birthday that next day and I didn't have the cake ready and you like had to make a special cake which was beautiful by the way thank you cricket that was cricket's special request that weird emoji that's like a devil face mask yeah the, it devil came mask. out great that's I thought it looked really good that's I know I was impressed I have by in myself common, <laughs> is that we we are both um not afraid to try to make a special request cake for why? You know what I mean? Like, especially now that like, uh, what should call it? Um, what is it called? Uh, the mm, Nicole Byer does the show. Oh, nailed it! Yeah, I was like, Sam produces it. <laughs> um, 
especially now that like nailed it is a thing. Like who cares? Like your kid, either it's going to be like, have a good sense of humor. Either I felt like that about the the devil face cake. I was like, either this is going to be literally a disaster and like look insane or it'll be like kind of good and cute either way. It's a birthday cake. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Did you I just mean, get another email from your friend? Yes, oh my God. Sorry. That's okay. See um, guys, we're all juggling things. Yes. I could just see Casey's face kind of fell and now she's tip tapping on her computer and I knew <laughs> that she's, she's just having a thing with a friend, which we all have at times. Uh, I have a friend in crisis who it doesn't matter to them that I'm recording a podcast right now. Well, and again, sure. because the crisis is legit. Well, because it's to them. I'm just eating yeah. these uh, cat cookies while you do that. Don't worry. About <laughs> there are there cat cookies, cookies like for cats. people. Yeah, for not, people, not cookies for cats. Trader Joe's fans know <laughs> cat cookies were such a preschool staple. They used to have cinnamon school book cookies, Skin- oh. cinnamon schoolhouse cookies at Trader Joe's, and they haven't had those for a long time. They I don't loved have them. them. All right, no, well, they were I'll like lo- shaped like letters. I'll look into it. I and they were a guy. little puffier. Okay. And they used to have vanilla cat cookies. Yes, vanilla cat cookies. Now it's just chocolate. Now it's just chocolate. Maybe they just like succumbed to, um, you know, to like demand. like Buying patterns. Yeah, buying, buying patterns. patterns. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Um, Gina is like, I, w- I like wish you could, she's so freaked out about everyone being gone and she's afraid that I'm going to leave her at any second, which by the uh, way, I am. You I'm are. In a, shh, don't tell her. But she's like, every part of her needs to be touching some part of me now uh, because she's like very upset about it. And I left her last night with Sim to go down to DC. Right. Because I was like, oh, I'll drive down when there's no traffic because it's 4th right. of July. Right. And then I'll go, it opens, the place opens at 6 a.m. And you have to just go, go pay, pay your fine. The fine in person. Which, by the way, also I didn't know it was going to be a thing. Right. But it was. Well, because you've never been arrested before. No. Well, I thought that I was going to pay the fine right then and there. And sometimes that does happen. But I think there were too many people to process immediately. Like, mm. I think it's like if they have the... If the people there are, if there aren't a ton of people that they're arresting, they can like sort of process everyone. They have time to like process everyone and run it hmm. through their system. Was the fine big? And then you pay, no, it's $50. I mean, it okay. is big, but I mean, yeah, it was $50. Okay. But I like had like a $50 bill on me ready to right. pay it at the moment. Right. And then they're like, you can come back 24 hours to 15 days and pay this fine if you do not a warrant will be issued for your arrest but you felt it was just because they were they were overwhelmed or be not because they were trying to inconvenience you maybe they were trying to inconvenience me because i think that probably the idea is like not to encourage civil disobedience right you know right but i know from people who are experienced in acts of civil disobedience that occasionally they've been processed 
in the same day and been able to pay the same day. Yeah. So that's why I had the $50. It has to be paid in cash. This is, it's right. so weird. It has to be paid in exact dollars and okay. in cash. Okay. So it's not like, like I was, I was arrested for, where's my little sheet of paper? Oh, here I have the sheet of paper. So anyway, then, yeah, so then I had to make that cake. So Friday I had agreed to do this thing, which under normal normal circumstances could have been fun and or at least easy. Yeah. Oh, crowding, obstructing, or incommodating. No, in incommoding. Incommoding? I-N-C-O-M-M-O-D-I-N-G. Mom, stop screaming at your speakers. Stop screaming the correct <laughs> pronunciation of that word, please. I don't, I've never heard that word. Me neither. But, but I um, bet you Barbara Phillips has. But also I got a ticket once at my birthday party in the park because someone gave me a bag with liquor in it as a gift and they gave it to me for um, having alcohol in pubic. So it could just be a made up word. Pubic? Yeah. Alcohol it in It meant pubic? to say public, but it said pubic. You have been arrested for the following offense in parenthetical S. Could be offenses. But I didn't I didn't do anything else. I only crowded, obstructed, and in, in, incommoded. Incommoded. Um arrested person. Wow. It's very exciting. Wow. Arrested person. Post okay. and forfeit. So yeah, so then you can post and forfeit for fifty dollars. Okay. My charge was a twenty two thirteen oh seven. Okay. And if I had wanted to, I could have requested a court date. But, I mean... You didn't have a case, really. Well, You did it. Yeah, I mean, I did it. And it was very clear that I was there. Also, it was a a mass arrest. (laughs) Right, right. They fingerprinted me. Well, just my thumb. Just your thumb. They don't need them all. I mean, honestly, that makes sense because like, you know how they're like all fingerprints are unique. Why do they fingerprint all of your fingers? Right. I guess because yeah. you could cut your thumb off. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Maybe at, that's like, it. A, at a later date, if you plan to continue criming, you could cut your thumb off. Well, I mean, my days of criming have never been a thing. <laughs> my days of crying, on the other hand. Just getting started. Oh my God. You're just getting started. Well, listen, I'm glad that uh I'm glad that you went. I'm glad that you made your voice heard. I am glad uh it seems like you were treated pretty well because I know other people are getting the shit beat out of them at protests. And uh I'm glad that didn't happen. That would have been bad. I have to say, what's the deal with the Capitol Police? Is it like a different kind of human that does it? I think it's a different police force, yeah. All together? Like, do they have different training and stuff? Why don't we look it up? Why don't we look it up? We've got the answers at our fingertips. You just have to make sure that where you're looking is not some creepy site with bad information. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, I think, because were you arrested by the D.C.? What does it say on your little... Capitol Police. No, it was a, it was... A capital, capital oh, police. The same capital police. 
It was Capitol Police officers. Oh, okay. So those are the same people that tried to, you know, defend the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, and like have all, yeah. yeah. Well, some of them were there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's its own police force and not the, like, municipal police force. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, certain, well, we know that, like, certain schools have their own police forces, right? Isn't that true? Are Capitol Police trained differently (laughs) than regular police? Uh, I mean, it must be different. It must be different. I think it's, well, it's probably like a more specialized, you know, like you're defending or you're policing. I don't want to say defending. You're policing Mm. one particular building instead Mm. of... Mm. An entire city. So well, and people. Uh, people. You're you're specifically there to protect public servants, right? The people in service, right? 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 Even when so, those people don't protect you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. Intense. Um. But I will say, because, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I felt like, yeah, all of the young men and women, <laughs> people, all of the young people who were our arresting officers um, were great. They were actually really great. Yeah. And... um I don't know. I mean, one one guy, <laughs> I was saying to someone, I was like, well, this older officer, and then I stopped myself and I was like, he was, I think he was my age. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, because uh, uh, all, most of the officers were quite, fairly young. Right. You know what I mean? Like they they all felt like they were like in their early 20s-ish yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, and then this one officer came over and he was like, I just had to come say hi. I just loved Dawson's Creek. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well, it's interesting, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you were treated well because I... Got, I saw Jody Sweeten in L.A. get thrown on her ass by the cops. Yeah, I feel like it's just strange. Yeah, it's strange. It's been an interesting conversation where people are like, you know, well, if you don't want to get roughed up by the police, you shouldn't be protesting in a place that, like, obstructs. But that's kind of, like, the point of protest, right? Is to disrupt mm-hmm. things so that people have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But then, unfortunately, I think sometimes it gives some people an excuse to be like, well, I'm gonna beat you with this baton or I'm gonna, you know, pick you up and throw you or shoot you or hit you with a car. And none of that is okay. That's all brutality. And, and, uh, even, even if you were stuck in a traffic jam for 12 hours, you shouldn't 
run anyone over with your car. Um, so I think the that's one of those like sea lioning tactics um that people use in the online discourse to distract from the argument and the point of protest is to be disruptive. And yes, is it inconvenient to be stuck in traffic because a protest is blocking traffic? Absolutely. Is mm-hmm. it inconvenient to have to uh, have a forced birth because our rights are being stripped away from us? Mm-hmm. Much more inconvenient than a than mm-hmm. a traffic jam. So that's the point of protest. And um, you know, it's a it's one of those weird arguments that people on the opposing side always make, but then mm-hmm. people on our side sometimes like get tricked into agreeing with it and being mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, it's true though. You were breaking the law, but the point of protest is to be disruptive and uh, you're really not supposed to get beaten up or, or killed or whatever. Like you, you had a due process situation. Yeah. I mean, we were also, I mean, not to be, not, I'm not saying, anything about anything like we were all just sitting there I mean there was literally a lady who like had just had knee surgery behind me right like I'm not like it was like old people there were people like Reverend Barber was with us he's not a spring chicken he has his own stool that comes with him wherever he goes so he can like kind of like rest rest upon it um and I was with Alexis Miguel Johnson and a bunch of other people from Planned Parenthood and other organizations. Uh, And, you know, it was definitely like we were literally just sitting down. Oh, Hector Sanchez, Barba is who I was in like a ton of the pictures with. Like we were arrested together. Yeah. Um, And he is on the board of Planned Parenthood, but also is started, I believe, Mi Femia Vota. Okay. Um, he is from Mexico originally, but he's like an incredible advocate and partner for Planned Parenthood and for um, people in this country. But he was, yeah, I really liked him. You know, friends for life, guys. When you get arrested with people, you you make friends for life. Yeah, that's, you're bonded that's for the, life. That's the uh, my new best friend Rachel from Planned Parenthood. <laughs> she and I, she and I were like, well, I guess we're best friends now. We're <laughs> right. Um, but then it was like exact, like just right back into life. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to, you don't get. To, it's not like surgery. Well, or I was whatever. like, at, no, I was like you. at. Coney Island. Yeah. I was making that cake. I was doing that thing I had agreed to do before I knew I was getting arrested. I didn't, you know. Right. I'll tell the whole story in the Substack thing, guys. It's going to be part one is up today. Okay, great. Um, you probably lot- already got it if you subscribed. <laughs> probably, yes. And uh, a lot of people have been asking what a Substack is. Have What's they been asking you that a lot? Yeah, I've gotten it's, a lot of DMs about it. It's just a newsletter. It's it, Substack is the platform. So like kind of like how Facebook is the platform. And uh, I remember asking like, what's a Facebook? Substack is a platform. We're putting a newsletter on it, but we can also put video and audio, which is like, 
Well, as Busy has said, it's kind of like what we were trying to invent <laughs> way back in the day, but we just, we are not programmers or tech geniuses. So, or people with, turns out, I was going to say a ton of money and then I just was about to say, but any money, I guess, <laughs> for me at this moment in time. We don't accurate. have that kind of money. So, um, yeah, so Substack exists and we're using that platform and putting a ton of free content on it and a ton of you subscribed to uh, the free option. Some of you subscribed for the paid option and some of you subscribed for the founding members option, which is, uh, as I said, generous, which will send busy down a, a hole um, of thinking generous. of little birdie saying generous. Um, so generous to support our work and the work that we're putting in over on the Substack. We just felt like people kept asking, can you do more podcasts? Like a, a lot of you kept asking, can you do more podcasts throughout the week? And and um, we get it because there's six days in between episodes of the podcast and there's so many things that we want to talk to you all about. And there are things that never make it onto the podcast because they're really like, it's not the time or it's not important enough to squeeze in between other things that we're talking about that we still want to talk to you about. I also need to do a little bit more like fucking around with Substack because I have realized like I'm not interested even so much in posting on Instagram anymore. I don't know if you've yeah. noticed. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. And also I think the algorithm really squeezes people, you know, like it, there are so many things where I'm like, hey, I haven't heard from this person in so long, even though I'm constantly checking Instagram. And then I look and they have like a thousand posts yes, that I never that you didn't saw. see. I know, same. And it's and so like, frustrating. It's I know, and then they're like, I just wanna... make them just star these people. And then I star all these people. And then it's like, it doesn't seem to make no, a difference. It make and I'm a like, difference. you know what's weird? I've seen the same single post from someone that I hardly know that I don't really want to see. Not don't really want to see, but like I see the same single post repeatedly and then a hundred posts from someone that I really want to keep in touch with that I never saw, you know? So it's just like, I don't know what's happening over there on Instagram. Like I, I love it and I still use it, but I don't think it works very well right now. And I'm mm. like, then I start to, you know, my conspiracy brain starts to be like, what are they doing? Like another social experiment? Is that what's happening? Are they just trying to get me to like boost posts, like pay to boost posts? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just like, this is like, Substack seems to be, knock on wood, so far, just very straightforward. Like, if I'm interested in something, I get an alert that somebody posted that I'm interested in, and I can just go see it. It's not hiding anything from me. It's not pushing anything on me. And uh, so I just, I like it so far. But yeah, you do have to mess around with it and figure it out. We're just figuring it out. So yeah, so that's what the Substack is. It's just a platform. Thank you to everyone who subscribed, whether it's paid or free or whatever. We're really grateful. We're figuring it out. So thanks for your patience while we figure it out and figure out how we want to use it. But I'm really so happy because I just put up like a little getting to know you post that yeah. Substack like suggested, like the the guy mm -hmm. at Substack that helped us um, put up our page. He was What's just up, like, oh, Substack guy. 
Hey, Jan. <laughs> um, th- he just was like, sometimes it's fun to do like a getting to know you and probably not that many people will respond, but it's like at over a thousand comments and that's super cool. And people are talking to each other, which is like our dream. You know, we love it. So that's that's all we ever wanted to do. And we're excited. We are excited, guys. Okay. Um, so excited. <laughs> no, Izzy so, looks like she's she's been uh she's been up for for a few also, like, extra hours fuck? today. Your I'm, top is falling off. I'm just I'm a mess. I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> well, I did. I woke up super early so yeah. that I could go turn my money in right and then be done and yeah. drive back so that you and I could do I was supposed to have a meeting with our friend Eric Gurian this morning and I had to cancel that. Oh well. How's, how's our friend doing? He's all right. I think he's I think he's okay. We're still waiting to hear officially about Girls Five Ever season three. So well fingers crossed and knock on wood. I have faith. I don't know what I have anymore. Well you might as well have faith until you got to have faith You might as well believe that something is happening until someone tells you that it's not. I love kitsch. Oh my gosh. Do you want to know what I sent Birdie with on this trip? Was it kitsch shampoo and conditioner bars? It wasn't. But it was was the kitsch satin zippy pillowcases and the fast drying hair towels. Oh, smart. So guys, Kitsch is a new advertiser on our podcast. We, I can't believe they're advertising on our podcast. I'm so obsessed with this. I love the satin pillowcase. My hair gets really roughed up with any other kind of pillowcase, but also Kitsch doesn't make this claim, but I think it's better for my face to be sleeping on something satin that is completely smooth. Um, and satin guys, in case you didn't know, is vegan and cruelty free, not like silk which is made from silkworms. Um, satin pillowcases, caps, eye masks. Um, I love that it was started in 2010 by some ladies selling hair ties door to door, just a hustle and a dream. It's self-funded, female founded, and now carried in over 20,000 retail locations. And I will say this, this is like, these are my, this is my travel must-haves. When I'm traveling, the most important thing is my, Kitsch satin eye mask. Yes. And my Kitsch quick dry hair towel, which let me tell you something. That is the greatest. I use their shower caps too. Because when I would take baths, you know, I don't wear or sometimes showers and I don't want to ruin my blowout. I have their shower caps. So anyway, Kitsch is offering you guys 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash best. That's right. 30% off anything and everything. I'm going to use our code at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H.com slash best. One more time. Mykitsch, M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H.com slash best for 30% off your order. You guys, that's a good discount. Go, just please go get it all. I love it so much. Also, I haven't tried it yet, but I want to get the heatless satin 
curling rollers. Yeah, I have no heat damage. Yeah. And there are like TikTok videos, I guess, of people throwing away their like $600 curlers for the heatless ones. Yeah, they work so good. I highly Uh, recommend. Um, We love mm, you, Kitsch. We love you, Kitsch. Ginger, ginger, ginger oil. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I like it too. I love my ginger. You know what I was happy about? What? I got my restock. I got a restock of my ginger oil. Oh, good. Yeah, that's I have so a good. little me time with my ginger oil. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using it in the little mini diffuser that they that they have. Um, guys, in case you've missed this before, ginger is an all-natural, high-quality, high-quality essential oil made from ginger root, which has so many amazing benefits. Um... I use it when my knees or my feet are getting swollen. Um, it smells really good. And massaging with the gua sha stone, I love for like a deep, deep massage. In. Yeah, just when like- So good. I, I used it on like, I had like a little swollen ankle. Mm-hmm. I had a fluffy ankle and I used it on there. And A uh, fluffy ankle? Oh, not your fluffy feet. <laughs> um, I have fluffy ankles too. <laughs> And uh, ginger, you can use right on your skin. It's a has like a little convenient dropper cap. There's no spills. There's no messes. It's just like is the greatest thing. And I love the rejuvenating self-care kit. Um, and we know that you guys are going to love ginger essential oil as much as we do. And you need to check out the rejuvenating self-care kit right now. Our listeners can get the special offer, 20% off your first purchase. But you have to visit our special URL, ginger.us slash best. It's J-I-N-J-E-R dot U-S slash best. That's J-I-N-J-E-R dot U-S slash best. Don't wait. Go to ginger with two J's dot U-S slash best. Now! Here's what I was trying, here's what I was going to say in then we had to start our podcast over, you know? <laughs> yes. Remember when that happened earlier I today? remember, yes. Um, I'm actively working on shifting my thinking about everything right now. Um, and I would love it if anyone out there wants to join me. Because um, one of our listeners, Kathy Drexel Brown... Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just somebody that I follow on Instagram, whatever. I don't know. It's just a person. Anyway, one of the people that listens to our podcast, she's always been very nice. We DM with each other sometimes, wrote to me with her baby, like a picture of her and her baby. Happy fourth. Pessimism is the tool of the oppressor. We choose joy, activism, and working to uphold our democracy. XO Caffeine her baby. And I was like, cause I've been having a hard time. Yeah. I went, I spoke, I went to this like thing for Senator Gillibrand the uh-huh. night before, the night before the, um, protest. Mm-hmm. And I actually had like, I didn't, I didn't put this in the story. 
in the thing I'm writing. Guys, this isn't going to be, if you're expecting a final chapter in a book, (laughs) that's not what this newsletter is going to be. When I write the next book, the chapter about this will be different. Right. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, Because we're not even, there's no editors. We just are like throwing shit out there. Right. Here's the thing is that here's the way I see it because people have been asking, will this water down the podcast? Will this blah, blah, blah? I think it's like supplemental. I think it's (laughs) supplemental. I think the podcast is us talking off the top of our head Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and saying stuff that's sometimes funny. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we cry. Sometimes we say the wrong thing and then people get on our case and then we have to like- Was that today that the first like five minutes of this podcast was just me crying? Um, yes, it okay. was just, just checking, yeah, yeah, just checking. Just, Cause I'm don't even, a, yeah. And so, you know, so sometimes we like fuck up and say the wrong thing or, you know, we say something that people don't like. That's what the podcast is. Then the sub stack is like supplemental, like something that happened on a Friday that's still so far from when the last podcast happened or still so far from when the next one is going to happen. And it's like a lot of shit's going on and it's, We're not going to get to it on the podcast. It's also going to be like filling you in on something that we talked about on the podcast, adding more detail. Um, And then the book is going to be like, yeah, the final word on, you know, when you write a book, it's like very thoughtful and very processed and very polished writing. Whereas, you know, it's, it's three different things. It's like, you know. It's like I always get mad when people do Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and they just cross post the same thing. I all agree. Those things. Yes, I hate because it. I'm like, right? Most like people- I want to. Po- I'm posting some photos in this Substack from my about the arrest, about the yeah. civil disobedience, and the action with Planned Parenthood, but they're not the pic- the picture and video that I put on Instagram. It's different stuff. They're like. It's different pictures and like more like when you have the backstory of like what it is, then you'll understand, Right, right. you know? Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, some people will consume it all. Some people will only choose one or the other. That's for you to choose. And, uh, you know, and we're grateful to people that come on the whole ride with us, but we get it. Like everybody has to decide how to spend their time and their attention. Well, we live in the attention economy. Some people don't love listening to podcasts like me and I would much rather read something. Right. That's my vibe. That's my, that's me. Me personally, I prefer a sub stack to a pod. Right. Now, Jessica Valenti, who I follow on Substack, and I'm going to subscribe to this new thing that she has, is doing like a weekly abortion thing. Did you see this? No. Do you follow her Substack? No, I have to follow her head. I love it. Um, Like, I like to read things, guys, because I like, because I'm a, what am I? A visual learner. That's right, guys. Thank you. Thank you for saying that at home to your speaker, (laughs) like my mom, with the pronunciation of that word. I appreciate it. I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) Um, I'm actually starting to talk like Bertie's favorite YouTubers and now we have an issue. Um, but I do love them. I am sort of obsessed. Kaylin and Weston Corey. No idea. Well, first of all, Weston Corey is a first name, last name, last name, first name situation. A first lasty. Well, and I still, I call him sometimes Corey and Bertie's like, it's Weston. And I'm like, 
I know, but it's Kaylin Corey, Kaylin Corey, Kaylin Corey, first and last, West and Corey, but I call him Kaylin and Corey. And Brittany's right. like, that's not anyone at home. If you know what I'm fucking talking about, please, please, please comment on something. <laughs> Either the Substack or the post about this podcast because I need some backup here about Sinjin drowning, Kaylin and Corey. <laughs> Kaylin and Weston. See, I can't even do it. Birdie is like in Europe, like rolling their eyes as we speak. They, Birdie <laughs> doesn't even know why, they're, but their eyes just started rolling just now. Well, they better be careful because they might be on a bike excursion and they're going to crash their bike from rolling their eyes too much. My dad was so concerned about birdie biking <laughs> in Europe. Like like the amount of phone calls my dad had for me about different things that maybe I should think about for birdie. He thought about those uh, the fans. You could maybe get her a fan that goes around her neck. Or, you know, a lot of times in Europe, they, have, uh, they take the biking very seriously. They have those clip-in shoes. And I think it's much easier to pedal with the clip-in shoes. You might want to send Birdie with some clip-in shoes. I'm like, dad, (laughs) this is like a thing. Like I'm not just sending Birdie to figure it out. Right. Like it's a trip. Like other kids are there. There's counselors. It's like. They probably give you a list of what to send. I had a list. Yeah. You know what I was so bummed about though? What? Well, everything. What's the individual thing you were bummed about? Okay. A couple of years ago, I remember in 2019 or maybe early 2020 when I went and when I did that, like, my God, what the fuck was it called? It was like the glamour ladies trip or something like that. Like glamour women's gals getaway, women's trip to San Francisco. (laughs) Do you remember that? And I interviewed Regina King. Yes, yes. In San Francisco. And it was like this whole weekend. And it's like all these like huge like female entrepreneurs and like badass ladies in business. And that was when you and I were going to be like moguls. Yeah, Remember? Yeah. We were really, I was, I was positioning us to be the next goop (laughs) slash, 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 I don't fucking know. But anyway, uh, there was like a gift bag from yeah. a bunch of the brands like that were participating and like people like had like CEOs or CMOs, C-suite executives. Guys, do you know what C-suite executives are? You probably do because you probably work in offices, but I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know until then, that trip. That um, C-suite, yeah. What a C-suite was. Um, but anyway, th- it was this, it was this very lightweight down jacket that I believe was, I might be getting this wrong, but I believe it was Toomey. Oh, the luggage company. And it, and it was like this jacket that rolled into a neck pillow and zipped up into a neck pillow. It's pretty genius. Uh, yeah. And also it really worked as a neck pillow and really worked as like a lightweight down jacket. And one of the things on the packing list was a lightweight down jacket, although Europe's in a heat wave because global warming, but, um, so I think it's okay, but I don't know where the fuck it is post 47 moves. In, I was gonna, I know, I was gonna I say know. you've moved so many times. I know, I know, I am exhausted. Yeah, no, don't move anymore for a little while. 
I don't know what, I don't know anything anymore, <laughs> but, um, we never got back to my changing of my brain space. Yeah. Pessimism, changing your brain. Yeah. Pessimism is the tool of the oppressor. Okay. So, um, thank you, Kathy, for that. And, uh, because, and I've been thinking about Reverend Barber. Yeah. Who, um, I'm sorry. I'm so emotional today. I'm really sorry. I'm not even PMSing. I got over my period. I'm just, it's like a lot. Yeah, it's okay. You don't need to apologize for being emotional. And I, I know, but it's like, sometimes I'm just like, I fucking get it. Like when, I don't know, I hate it too. Like I must, I exhaust myself with my emotions, you know? Like I'm like, ugh, it's enough, busy. Calm down, stop crying, stop it. And I don't want to be one of those people that's like, that's like um, oppressive with their emotions. Do you know what I mean? Like- You don't want to trauma dump? I'm not trying to trauma dump or- <laughs> Or, or, and I'm not, and I'm not trying, I know it's my fucking podcast, but still, um, you're not, like you could fast forward at any time, just FYI. But, um, I, um, oh God, getting to, um, be in proximity with someone like Reverend Barber and really like a lot of people that I've had the, um, honor of being around, especially in the last several years of my life, is really like fucking mind blowing to me. Do you know what I mean? And really yeah. incredible. And listening to him talk to the officers, to we were all, there's like a group of us that were like sort of the last ones taken into custody and we were like the ones that were sort of like at the front and like the forward facing people I would say yeah. you know what I yeah. mean yeah. which so we were like last ones taken last ones processed so we yeah. were there for hours like sitting around for hours right and you know who he is Reverend Barber yeah. and the yes. and the poor people's campaign and I love him yeah he's incredible and um, listening to him, just how he related to those around him and the officers and Alexis from Planned Parenthood, who's the president, she's incredible. She's the president of Planned Parenthood, who then literally like missed her flight to Atlanta because she was doing like a panel for Essence, you know, because it was yeah. Essence Fest and then had to like get on another flight, like, you know, like just wild. Wow. Power move. Um, yeah. you know, and all of these and these activists and like listening to them talk about what's next and how to keep moving forward. And like I was so struck by his vision and like his hope. His hope. Yeah. That it could be done. Yeah. And because like I said, I had spoken at that Gillibrand event the night before. And, you know, I know Senator Gillibrand from years ago, like I met her through Connie Britton and like, 
I always have really liked Senator Gillibrand and like she's very no nonsense. And I was thinking about that article with my grandfather. Yeah. That last bit of it. Maybe I read it on here where it was like, did I read it here? Like where he, he wasn't like a person who, he didn't like affect much change. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. But he like had this extraordinary belief and vision and was focused on like the greatness, the possibility of the greatness of what it could be, you know? And I know that, and, and at that event with Senator Gillibrand and there were all of these like very wealthy, powerful fucking movers and shakers from New York in the room, which is like just a wholly different experience than anything I ever experienced in LA. Cause LA is just like entertainment bullshit. Right. And guys, if you don't know this yet, we've said it maybe before, but Hollywood money is not real money. <laughs> it isn't right. No. Like it's cause it's cause we're all, cause we're all freelance and we're all artists and we're all like or, or you're me and you're just terrible with money and you like give it away until you're right now and you're just completely broke, which is a whole other story that I can't even get into right now. Oh boy. Um, yeah. But anyway, Hollywood money is not, you can be incredibly it's not the money wealthy in Hollywood, obviously, but it's not like it's not the money. It's, no, wealth. And it's not the money that's like influencing politicians. Right. It's, it's just... Um, it's the kind of money where it means you have nice things. You have all the nice totally. things Totally. But you you're not lot. you're yes. not pulling the levers on anything. No. Like and I really think older the older and older I get. It was like the first time I really was up close and personal with the Oscars when Michelle and Heath were nominated for Brokeback and I saw like just how much of a, like how much like a high school um, student government yeah. campaign it all was like, and yeah. it was this thing that was just so, so, you know, to me was like, like the pinnacle of like arts and entertainment. And then I like got up inside it and I was like, oh, this is like, this is like they're running for class president. Right. Like this is like the, these film companies are like, and it means something to them for these movies or the people to win because then they're, they're, that movie makes more money in right. the long run because more people will see it. It was just like the whole thing was like demystified, you know? Yeah. And the more, like the closer in I get to the way that government works and the way that like, politics works and the way that money works and the way that like religion works in this, in this country, because there are many different ways that religion works in this country and policy and all of these things. I'm like, oh, like it is money. That is what, not everyone, but like at the above, like Republican and above Democrat is just like on another third thing, which is just extreme wealth. Right. And they're the ones that are really like pulling all the strings and doing all the things. And it's like, if they care 
if they have a bee in their bonnet, if they care to focus their attention on a thing, then space travel, exploration, like right. whatever it may be, that shit's going to get done. Right. And like whether it's like through the private sector or like lobbying, it's going to get done. I was really disheartened in some ways. And I like Senator Gillibrand so much, but I just felt like she was like, we don't have the numbers. We don't have the numbers to get rid of the filibuster. We don't have the numbers to do this. Like her message was clear. Like we have to make sure we maintain power and da, 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 da. And she was fired up too. She literally said, she's like, if this had been men, like, you know, being told what they can and can't do with their bodies, like, I think this, I mean, this, the world would be like, whatever happened in January 6th would, would pale in comparison to what men would do. Right. And I know she's on definitely like on the right side of things, but I think she's also like a person who makes policies happen because, you know, that's the big thing that is happening now. Have I told you this about the, there's going to, there's like another there's another Women's Healthcare Protection Act that um, I think it's Susan Collins and I don't know, maybe Tim Kaine and somebody else is working on. Okay. This is like, maybe this is too inside. I don't know. <laughs> but I think they're, they're going to, you know, they're working on, there's some <clears throat> representatives are working yeah. on some other version of like codifying Roe, making it federally legal. Right. But it obviously is not going to be like abortion is safe, legal, and accessible for all who need it. It will be like, some people are thinking it'll be like a 20-week ban. Right. 24-week ban because, you know, from Casey, like, that's, like, viability. Right. They don't know. No one knows what it'll be. Right. But at this point, like, federally speaking... It's better than what we have. I I mean, I think so, but there are people that are like, fuck that. Right. Fuck that. Burn it to the fucking ground. Right. Right. It's but, in, it's interesting because what you were saying about and I'm trying to like have a view of of both things because what you're saying um Kristen Gillibrand was saying um is true like she's talking about the checks and balances of yes. our government yes. and how we're fucked right now because we're fucked we got fucked if Hillary Clinton had been elected president. Yep. The Supreme Court would yes. not look anything like what it looks like yes. now and this is what people were afraid of. And so that was the big battle yes. of like, you know, now now we're seeing like what we were afraid of has has come to fruition. And so what she's saying is correct, like actually we don't have the votes to do any of these things that that people are calling for. Uh, right now, because because if you could do those things without the Supreme Court, Republicans would have done them. 
You know what I mean? Over all these years, when the Supreme Court was more liberal than conservative, Republicans would have overturned Roe years ago. But they knew they had to get the Supreme Court, and they've been working on it for 50 years. And did they play by the rules all the time? No. In my opinion, no. No, for everyone's Were they aided by the (laughs) Supreme Court at times? Yes, I believe they were. Republicans Mm. were aided by the Supreme Court. But there's no question now that it is a conservative activist Mm -hmm. Supreme Court right now. That's what they worked for. But so to just say, like, We can do something. I get what people are saying because if it was always possible just to do something, right? If the people who had the perceived power in the way that our government is set up could just do anything at any time, then Republicans would have done all this shit a long time ago and they wouldn't have had to wait 50 years. Have you seen like the cutest um, sweatsuit that I have? No. Well, it's a fly-by Jing sweatsuit. Guys, fly-by Jing, it doesn't make sweatsuits. Um, (laughs) I'm going to tell you what it is. Fly-by Jing are spices. (laughs) (laughs) They're like sauces. Spices, sauces. And uh, they're incredible. And I love them so much that I purchased the merch myself. (laughs) Like before, again, again, before this was an advertiser on our podcast, I was so obsessed with Fly By Jing. I had to literally buy the sweatshirt because I was like, this is, I had to represent. I was like, this is the greatest. What do you use it on? You might be asking everything. You put the sauces on everything. 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 You can make a cocktail with it. Yes. You can put it on ice cream. mm -hmm. I did a stir fry. I put it on some pepperoni pizza. Fly by Jing is on a mission to bring premium Chinese flavors to every table. They make the highest quality Sichuan sauces and pantry essentials that literally taste good on everything. The triple threat is the Fly by Jing's best-selling trio of addictive Sichuan sauces. So they have the Sichuan chili crisp, the Zong sauce, and the Mala spice mix. Um, So the Sichuan chili crisp is what I put on the pepperoni pizza. And let me tell you, a real chef's kiss. It's a life changer. The chili crisp is a life changer. I need you to step up your game and elevate your favorite recipes. I need you to get on board with this. Get 15% off your entire order at flybyjing.com slash busy or use code busy at checkout. That's F-L-Y-B-Y-J-I-N-G.com slash busy for 15% off your first order. You can also find... Fly by Jing in over 2,500 locations across the country, including Costco, Whole Foods, Target, and Wegmans. Thank you, Fly by Jing. We love you. We love you. Guys, obsessed with my new toothbrush. <laughs> Let me tell you something Sonic Technology 42,000 brush strokes per minute. You know, I'm obsessed with like teeth cleanliness and having 
<laughs> I'm really not. I hate brushing my teeth. I'm guys. I'm sorry. It's unpopular. I'm gonna say I do it. I do it regularly. I mostly do it three times a day. Sometimes I only do it twice. But here's what I love about Bruch. They have six different unique cleaning modes. Um, gentle for sensitive gums, me. White to help remove tough stains, everything in between. And they have tongue mode to brush your tongue. And I have to say, I enjoy the way that this brush, Bruch, B-R-U-U-S-H. I enjoy the way um, it feels brushing my teeth and the two minutes goes by very quickly. Yes. And I love that it has the quad pacer because you know that, I mean, I literally have OCD and uh, I get concerned that I'm spending too much time in one area and not enough time in another area. So this lets me know I'm in the right place at the right time, brushing the right amount of time. Um, it, there's also a subscription plan. So every six months they ship a three pack of replacement brush heads to the door. And the original brush kit comes with the Bruce Selector toothbrush, three brush heads, a magnetic charging station, a mm-hmm. sleek travel case. I like it's the all- travel case too. Yeah, the travel I'm case is so it. good. So we have an excellent opportunity because right now you can get 20% off when you pick your brush, brush kit and plan when you go to brush.com slash busy. That's B-R-U-U-S-H dot com slash busy. B-U-S-Y. B-U-S-Y. 20% <laughs> off when you go to brush.com slash busy. Brush.com slash busy. 20%. Get it. Go get it. I mean, and maybe like, look, am I going back to school to get a degree in poli science? No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm just not. I don't just don't. Right. I can't actually. Right. I think it would kill me. Um, So I don't like math. Um, Do you have to do, would they, maybe they'd let you skip math. No. Maybe they'll give you like an honorary Don't you need to know like how to do percentages and graphs and stuff? You guys, the cat cookies keep calling my name. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, That's a good question. That's a really good question. I bet you need to know percentages. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know percentages. You're better at this stuff than you give yourself credit for. Fine. Casey, this isn't about me. This is about the (laughs) failure of the United States government. It really is a failure. But my question is like, How the fuck did Mitch McConnell block, like, Merrick Garland? How did he block other Supreme Court? Like, how did he block? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he fucking broke the rules. I know, but, like, why could it? Why did they? Why did they fucking confirm Brett Kavanaugh? Why? Sorry, I'm screaming at Casey. I know she didn't. I understand. Guys, guys. Please don't write. I understand Casey didn't confirm Brett Kavanaugh. I get it. But, like, I think it's, like, it's classic scorpion and the frog parable i don't that, know that parable that's the one where the scorpion gets the ride on the frog the scorpion across. needs to ride across the river and he's like hey frog will you give me a ride across the river and the frog's like i don't know man because like scorpions are typically like not my kind of people and uh my gut is telling me i should be afraid of you and the scorpion is like no, but I'm like a good scorpion and like, I really need this. Can you help me out? And the frog is like, you know what? You made a good case. 
I trust you. Yes, let me give you a ride across the river. And then the scorpion halfway across the river stings the frog on the back. And as the frog is dying, he says, why did you sting me? And the scorpion's like, you knew it was my nature. And so, but here's the thing. Scorpion got a scorpion. Here's the part about that that parable. Is that right? Is this the right word that I I'm using? It, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, fairy tale. I don't know. No, it's but, not a fairy tale. It's um because it's an animal. It's like the just so stories. It's um not an allegory. Allegorical. It's something. Tale. It's uh, it's some word. I, mean, that I think it's a I'm parable. Not, that. But anyway, right. here's the real ending of that. The scorpion dies. The frog, because is like a good, you know, a good person and wants to be helpful. And the scorpion is a fucking con artist, even though he really needed that fucking ride across the river. But don't they all die? Yeah, they do. Don't they all drown? I don't know. I don't know the ending of this story. But fable. I'm just, fable. A fable. Thank you. Thank you. A fable. A word that I know and was not able to think of, a fable. But I mean, it's never been more clear to me that that's what we're, you know, Democrats are always trying to have faith that we can have bipartisanship and that we can win people over. And Republicans are always like, yeah, we'll act like we can and then we'll fucking sting you and kill you, even if it kills us, even if it's not in our better interest. To not kill you, we will, because that's our nature. And it's just, it's fucking crazy. And I think that my main argument right now, because I understand logically that anything right now that Democrats would try to do, they're telling us they don't have the votes and it wouldn't go through. My point is that that's really poor messaging for people who are desperate right now. They need to hear something more than we need $3 and you need to keep voting. That's what, I mean, that was what, that was, and that was why, and honestly, and here it is, I was not going to get arrested. And I spoke at the Gillibrand thing and then listened to her talk and then listened to the questions and answers from people in the crowd. And then I went, Mark was having drinks with Simran and Vince and, you know, our friends from LA. And he was like, just stop by on your way, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I stopped by and I was like in a fucking funk a little bit because it was weird and it was hard to hear that. Like it was hard to hear. Essentially make sure everybody votes. We've got, we have to keep our seats. We need money. We got to da, 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 da. And I sat down, you know, at the table, Sim had gotten me a drink and I started, I was like starting to kind of tell them about it. And and Mark, I'm sorry, because I know you listen to this podcast, and I know, you know. And Mark a little bit did the thing where he was like, that he did to me after Trump won. Where he was like, Lindsey Graham already said, he's they're not going after gay marriage, and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, they don't think we're people, Mark. They don't think that we deserve to have the same rights 
as everybody else. And they don't think that our gay children are allowed to be who they want to be. And he was just like, I know him better now than, you know, that I know that it's his way of making himself feel better. Yeah. But it felt so fucking minimizing. And I was like, I'm not married to you anymore. I actually don't have to sit here and like, listen, take this, you know? I was like, I got to fucking go. And I got up and I like walked out to the water on the west side of New York and the sun setting, obviously. And I've been thinking about my friend Jenna a lot recently. I've been thinking about so many like sensitive people who have taken their own lives in the last many years, you know? But I've really been thinking about Jenna a lot because this is like Killian's birthday is coming up and Bernie's birthday is, you know, next month. And, and the sky was like so beautiful, so pink and purple, like the most fucking beautiful sunset that I've seen in a long, long time, especially in New York. Because I either like miss it or there's like some fucking building blocking it or whatever. <laughs> and I just was like looking at the clouds and the light. And it was like so, I wasn't listening to music. I wasn't stoned. <laughs> Shocking. I, w- I was just like bathing and just this, like, it was just purely like beautiful and possible and like simple and I was like, okay, Jenna, you're with me. I get it. Okay. All right. And so I'm trying to change. Like, that's, that's all. And then I, you know, and then I went and I was like, of course, I'm going to sit down in the street with these people that are willing to sit down in the street. This woman who literally had like a knee brace and like ice packs on her knees because she'd had some surgery like a few weeks ago or several weeks ago. And, and then listening to Reverend Barber talk and it's like, I don't want to be one of the people in the rooms with money who are, ta- who are talking about what can't happen. I don't want to be pissed that we're alive at this time. And I don't want to be like scared constantly because we might get killed at a fucking parade. I want to live in like the beauty of possibility. That's what I'm trying to change. (laughs) Well, I think that's wise. I think that's wise because, well, Reverend Barber is a good example. How long has he been at this? A long fucking time. And what percentage of what he's ever fought for do you think he's gotten? I don't know. Probably not most. Probably not. Probably not most. 
but he keeps showing up. So I get it when people are frustrated and they're saying, like, they just keep telling us to vote. Because it is. It's a bad message. We need to hear from them what they're doing and what the paths to success they see are. Unfortunately, it seems like their only path to success, the Democrats, that they're seeing is to vote more. And I get it. You can't vote harder. But the fact of the matter is a great number of people in this country don't vote or they don't get to vote because they've been disenfranchised and they would give anything to vote. But a lot of people just don't vote because of apathy. Voting is like the fucking bare minimum of what we have to do. And you can't vote harder. You just get one vote in every election. But it's also like the bare minimum of what we have to do. And I think there's like a growing frustration with people who are like, I've been voting my entire adult life and nothing ever changes. And that's not entirely true. Things have changed. Like I said, I really realized I have voted my entire adult life, too. Um, I just have. I've always considered it like Me a too. duty. And like, I don't want to be- I've even ga- done fucking jury duty, guys. I yeah, show the jury fuck up. Jury duty showed up. But here's the thing. I don't want to seem gaslighty to people who have a harder fight than I do because they're less privileged than I am. I'm just saying, I've always seen it as a civic duty and it's been relatively easy for me if I lived in a place where someone was trying to disenfranchise me and kept kicking me off the voter rolls or I didn't wasn't able to get off work to go vote, then yes, I'd probably be exhausted too. But what I keep thinking of is our reverend barbers who are out there and instead of saying like, he's not highlighting all of the things that still haven't happened yet, no. He's just continuing to fight for them. And I think of, you know, you're talking about your friend Jenna is with you. Busy so many people who have gone are with us. So many friends who never fucking knew us, who never lived to possibly know us, fought for us to be able to keep fighting. And it sucks. It would be amazing if we didn't have to keep fighting. That would be great. But because of the way things are set up and because of how divided this country is at the moment, we're either going to be fighting to regain rights or to Mm -hmm. gain rights that we never had in the first place, or we're Mm going to be fighting to maintain and defend them. The fight never ever, ever is going to stop in our lifetime. Well, it's like when we were talking about like what Hollywood money is, it means you have nice things for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not what this fight is about. It's not about mm-hmm. nice things for me. It's mm-hmm. about me fucking fighting and laying it down. And you really laid it down this last week for someone 50 years from now, who's never going to know who the fuck you are, who right. might be your own grandchild or great grandchild <clears throat> who is never going to know you. Right. And That's it's right. about influencing other people and you're an influencer, so it's about influencing other people like you got to do the bare minimum though if you can. How can I help you do the bare minimum? And how can I keep you energized to do the one thing that's within our power to do right now. And like, listen, it's treacherous. People mm. are having their party affiliations switched. They're having their districts gerrymandered. If your vote was not important, people wouldn't be so hell bent on taking it away from you. That's right. 
And so the fact that a lot of people just don't even bother, it's it's bad. It's fucking bad. And so we have to try to speak to those people as well. So that's where my frustration comes in when people are like, oh, I've been voting for like 12 years now and I've never gotten the thing that I was voting for. Yeah, sometimes that's like how it fucking works. The levers of justice move slowly sometimes. Um, But I always think back to how moved I was when gay marriage was legalized. Mm -hmm. Because this is something that I'm not gay. I was privileged enough that it wouldn't make a difference really in my immediate life, whether gay marriage was legalized or not. Mm -hmm. But so many people that I love and respect and so many people that I don't know and that I just think deserve to live the way that I deserve to live— we're depending on that. Mm-hmm. And that is not something that I honestly thought that I would see in my lifetime. And it was accomplished. And so people kept fucking fighting for it. And then they got it. And now we have to fucking keep fighting to defend it. Or it will be taken away. Just like this other thing that we were told by a bunch of scorpions was <laughs> settled law and that it wasn't going to be touched. <clears throat> we, you know... We fought to defend it, and now we have to fight to get it back. And then once we get it back, God willing, which might be, it might be after we're gone. It might be at this point. It might take another 50 years, just like Republicans were working on it for 50 fucking years to overturn it. It might take us 50 years to get it back. So will it benefit me in any way? No. Will it benefit some people who I'll never know because I won't be here anymore. I hope so. I hope so. And so that's what, that's just what I'm, I'm thinking of your Reverend Barbers. I'm also thinking of my grandparents who fought for these things. Um, I'm thinking of, yeah, I'm thinking of people that fought for this knowing that they were never going to see it in their lifetime. And I'm glad they're not here to see it overturned because what the fuck? That blows. It blows. But like, <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm I'm going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I can't quit. I'm still here. There's no quitting in baseball. There's no quitting. There's, I mean, no, there's crying. no crying in baseball. But there's no quitting in baseball either, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, there's not. But also, you do have to appreciate a sunset. That's another thing that I think is burning people out is that people are like, if I'm not 100% worked up and miserable and and upset all the time, then I'm like somehow betraying the cause. And that's not what it is. Like we're put here on earth to live life. And that means appreciating a sunset, appreciating a fucking great cocktail. If that's what we want, we're here to have sex and Hey, that's good. And then we're here to fight for the things that we think are right. And we're here to fight for justice so that everybody can fucking enjoy those things sometimes. And not worry that if there's an unintended consequence to some sex that you're going to be punished for your entire life and stigmatized for your entire Mm. life. Or that when you're enjoying fireworks or a fucking great sunset that you're going to be fucking gunned down on the fucking 
4th of July. Like, what am I going to do? Just give up? I'm, I can't. No. I can't. And so, like, I get it because there are people that I know have been fighting their whole lives and they've never gotten shit. They've never gotten anything that they've fought for. But those people are still fighting. So I got to keep fighting, too. And you have to maybe get arrested again. Oh, I'm happy to. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I do feel like I am feeling the division on our side. I am feeling that we're like we're disagreeing with each other over nuances and you know, and I I get it. Like I get that you know, we can't vote harder. You just have your one vote. Um, but do I think that when I'm, when I'm negative, it maybe spreads to other people that are like maybe ambivalent about these things and, and aren't apt to vote anyway? Yeah, I worry about that. Uh, So, you know, I'm not trying to have like toxic positivity and be like, we just need to band together and vote. But like the fact of the matter is particularly white women. Oh, white women. Yes. We, I didn't vote for Trump, but white women voted for Trump. So I'm not taking it personally when anyone's like, white women need to get their shit together. I don't either. I'm also like, yeah, yeah, we do, we do. Like the Hence when the majority podcast, of white, guys. yeah, get get <laughs> let's get your shit together, get our shit together. So like you know, so am I going to keep talking? Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. We can only do what we think is the most best. And I'm proud of you. And I think it's good that you're trying to. I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to just focus on in this moment right now because, because I can do what I can do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's all I can do. (laughs) And I need to be a little bit more. I think I need to be like aware of how sensitive I can be to like these kinds of, I don't know. I can't follow this thread. We just, just go on. We can talk about something. <laughs> I can't follow what I was about to say. Like I was just, I just in what I was, okay. What I'm trying to say, you can cut out that first part. <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is that like, or sorry, not what I'm trying to say. What I, what I realized is that for me, the like fighting and wallowing and like living in that place isn't motivating for me. Right, right. For some people, it is. I actually think for some people, it is. For some people, yeah. they get like fired up. Yeah. But that's not where my fire is like, that's not what runs my, oh boy, opens my window. Do you know what I mean? It's not what fuels your furnace. It's not what closes the door and opens the window. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what opens the window and closes. It's not what, anyway. uh, No, I also think that like more and more people are like having a real sense of like, how the sausage is made. Yeah. And 
I'm obviously like I'm and it's one of ugly. Them, of course, the way that but sausage is made is it's by fucking grind, gross. Grinding pigs, it's, it's not gross. It's not pleasant, and you get like kind of icked out by yeah. the people doing it, especially when you consider like you know. Like, I don't know, whatever. Well, a lot of the people that are telling us, like, that simple message that is infuriating everyone, just vote. There are people that won't be affected by any of this either. They're wealthy. They're, you know, and, uh, like, congratulations and thank you for devoting your life to public service. But part of public service, I think, is, like, giving people some hope and telling us how we can help you change things. Like how much do you wish Elizabeth Warren was fucking president right now? I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have voted for her if she was the nominee, but Elizabeth Warren would be in the same technical situation as anyone who was a democratically elected Democrat president. Yeah, but I do think that, like, just... But her message might be better, yeah. Yeah, and also, and also, I think that, like, creativity, like, in the in the weirdest way, I feel like, yeah, like, creativity has gotten, like, thinking of how to do things in a different way is like what needs to be happening now politically right for the good guys you know yeah. like like you know how they used to say like how sneaky your kid is and like how early they lie is like a sign of intelligence Right. Do you remember right. that? And like how like uh manipulative they could kids could be like when they were trying you know, if they were trying to be, yeah, is like a sign of a kid that's like really smart. Yeah. I feel a little bit like I mean, we know Republicans are like children in so many <laughs> ways. But I feel like they're like the manipulative side of them is the only creativity they pres- they possess. I think I'm talking about fair. Republican politicians. Yeah, I'm not talking about fair. like people Republican who are people, yeah. No, or people who are like have gotten who are are like now like these white supremacist you know yeah. who've like yes, radicalized and like are literally I mean that their fucking pictures isn't the that picture that was those pictures that were going around of those, like, what are they calling? What do they call themselves now? It's like the new Ku Klux Klan. By the way, our friend David Allen Greer, yes, had that tweet. Did you see that? Like, no, meet I the new, I... meet the new clan. Oh, because all those guys, Patriot Front, is that what they're calling themselves? Oh, Patriot Front. Okay. And the, all these, did you see that picture? How could you keep it straight? What with the multiple mass shootings yesterday? Right, right. And I also was following like the Proud Boys paraded through Boston, and but that that's was, part of that's part of the Patriot Front, and they're yeah. wearing these white things white over masks. their faces, yeah, face masks. Turns out they can wear a fucking mask because they right. want to hide their faces because they don't want to get fired from their fucking jobs because they're fucking cowards. Yeah, Ugh. that is well. I mean, yeah, everything old is new again and never went away. 
So, yeah. I mean, I think the messaging could be better. Uh, but like you said, I can only do what I can do. And so I'm choosing to just be like, yeah, I just have my one vote. But if I can like encourage people and get people, other people fired up to vote who maybe weren't paying attention and like, guess what? Sometimes Mm -hmm. people aren't paying attention because of ambivalence. Sometimes it's because they're already beat the fuck down by life. It's fucking hard. Yeah, It's hard. So, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I can only choose what I'm doing and try to, you know, we've been talking a lot about ungovernable tempers. I've been trying to temper my temper when someone who I know at their core is like on the same side as me, Mm -hmm. when they don't do it exactly how I would do it or, you know, exactly the way that I think is right. Because I don't know. I'm not the... I'm not the boss of everyone. I'm not the voice of my generation. I'm trying to pick my battles and I'm trying to mainly battle the fucking people that are doing this and not the people on our side, even though I think, yeah, some people could be doing better. Some people could be doing better. Some people could be doing anything at all. What I'm not going to do is threaten not to do the bare minimum for me. And I'm going to try not to discourage people and, you know, in a way, because I see that as like potential suppression of people that might be influenced by something that I was saying about, well, what good does it do? I've been doing this since I was 18 and I never got anything. That's not true. That's not true. My kids had health care. My kids had patchwork health care when I had no health insurance because of the efforts of one Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, I had food stamps when I was a kid when we didn't have money for food. I had free lunch at school when I was a kid. And even though I deeply, deeply hated it, there was food there for me if I needed to eat when I was a kid. Um Public school. Everybody in my family went to public school, public colleges. Uh, you know, I got a check when the when the pandemic started to help me out when um, my income went right in the toilet. <laughs> um, so you know, so I have been helped. Things have happened. Do I think we could do so much better for people who are so much worse off than I am? Yes, obviously. People are living on the fucking streets and people are getting shot in the streets. So do I think we could do so much better? Yes. Uh, Do I think that I understand the many frustrations that people are having within our side? Yes. But Somebody using the wrong word or, like, stepping on my toes or whatever, that's not who did this all. Mitch McConnell did it. The Supreme Court did it. Clarence Thomas did it. So those are my, those are my people that I'm, I'm trying to, to fight against. Focus your hatred towards? Focus my hatred. The locus and the focus of my hatred is the majority of the Supreme Court and Mitch McConnell. Don't love Lindsey Graham either. Oh, my God. Don't love people that are still uh, hedging their bets vis-a-vis Donald Trump. Should he run again and be elected again in the next presidential? I thought he just said that he was. I thought that that was the thing. Well, I mean, he'd have to get the nomination. 
So, you know, don't don't want Ron DeSantis to get the nomination either. Don't want him to be elected president. So that's who I'm focusing on, you know, on just trying to keep the conversation there about the people who who actually did this. And then, yeah, it's all, I mean, it's all terrifying. And so you do, you do have to look at a sunset and know who's with you and who from the past is still with you, you know? And also, to be honest, I have a really painful zit inside my nose. And oh my God, holy shit, there is nothing worse ever, ever, ever. And Casey, I'm so sorry. And why (laughs) did we just start the call with this? This is the only thing I would be able to think about. Where, which side, where is it? Inside, outside, what's happening? Inside? In the left side of my nose, inside. It's so big that it's actually like deformed the shape of my nose. Yeah, I've had that before. I've had that before. I would Wait, it's rather, a hair. It's an ingrown hair. I don't know what the fuck yeah, it, it is. is. I know it I is. I would rather be recovering from a, a third C-section than mm-hmm. have this right now. I think that'd be preferable. I have to tell you something. The most pain I've ever been in is that nose zit. It's is it the, up? Is it right up here? It's like the up I don't inside? even inside. Yes, it's like inside the inside. Have not you the tried outside. like picking it? Inside, have you tried picking no, it? Everyone no. says not to, but I did. I, I had I tell to. You something disgusting? I had to. It was like so painful. Do you want to hear something disgusting? Yeah. The my nostrils are so small and my fingers are so chunky that if I tried to pick it, well, I it, I only pick with tools. I would get. I would split my nostril like a split lip. Okay. Like, but I use tools. You know, I'm like a I'm like a picker with tools. I don't have a nostril tool. But doesn't it just feel, doesn't it feel like it has so much pressure? Yeah, it just- It feels it, like you have like to pop it, right? affecting the entire side of my face. Like yeah, I feel no, like my I've, whole- You might need to go to the derm. Maybe. I think you should go to the derm. They'll just shoot it with cortisone. It'll be gone tomorrow. <sighs> It'll feel so good. No, <sighs> actually, it feels so good when they- Ooh, it's, miserable. Wait, it's miserable. Do you want to hear the craziest worst story ever about his yes. nose zit? When I was like 22 years old, I traveled internationally with my mother and I had like felt the zit in my nose, but it was like, okay, it was inside my nose, but it was on the outer skin. Yeah. Outer like nostril yeah. skin, not, in, but inside. Not your, what's the middle? Your, it septum. Wasn't on your septum. Not, your, not yeah. my septum. It was like nostril, interior nostril. Yeah. Okay. And it was so fucking painful. And we, I was at the hotel and I was like very jet lagged and I couldn't deal with it. And it was like throbbing and I steamed the shit out of my face like, and put like hot, all these hot compresses on it. Yeah. And then I had one of those like lance set things, the lance little things yeah. that just like a stabber, like a, a stabber, guys. I had a stabber. <laughs> and no, maybe I didn't. No, maybe I didn't. I think I just used this. So, you guys, I'm sorry if this is disgusting to you. You, this is like Dr. Pimple Popper now. <laughs> I used, um, and I don't recommend this, and I'm not a doctor, and please don't do this at home and then sue me. Um, I used a needle from the sewing kit in the hotel and I like 
like tried to get it from the outside, not from the inside out, but from the outside in. Yeah. Because I was just like, I didn't know what the fuck was happening. And then I was like squeezing and squeezing his butt. I actually got a hair from inside my nose and it came out on the outside of my nose. It was like an in, it was like a crazy ingrown hair. Oh. And it was so disgusting and pussy and gross. Sorry, guys. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's up with this, but the entire, like, it's just all red and it's really gross. And it's, it's actually made my nose misshapen because I have like a really small, soft nose. We've talked about this before (laughs) that my cartilage is very floppy. And so I've had a lot of trouble through the pandemic because my ears aren't strong enough to support the tugging of a mask. They just like, it just like pops right off. Um, and my nose is the same deal. My nose, my nose is so soft and like the bridge of my nose is so high that a mask just immediately crushes my nose. And then the mask like slips up, up into my eyes because my face is so flat. Mm. Um, so anyway, this, this zit inside my nose has really misshapen my soft, crushable nose. And it's, uh, you know, I just look like a big weirdo. I think so, you should yeah. go to the derm. I think you should Maybe. go to a derm and get like a, a cortisone shot in your nose and have Maybe. them just deal with it. Maybe. Also, it's the Ooh. side that you have your nose ring in, right? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that I used to get interior nose zits when I had my nose ring. Really? Yeah. Because I think it just like it fucks with your nose hairs and it just like causes you to get like ingrown <laughs> I mean, I've had the nose stuff. ring for a really long time, and it's not very common I, for me to get a uh, nose zit. No, I know. Me, I had it for a very long time, too, and I only had a few in my career, but they were almost career enders. <laughs> 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 they were literally... Then I would have to get some plastic surgery to, like, fill in the nose hole, and then I would have to, like... While they were in there, maybe I just get like a whole nose job, a whole rhinoplasty. I don't know. You know, I'm like excessive. I believe in in excess sometimes, and that would be an area where let's just next go for thing it. Now, just next I'd thing you a, know, a whole different nose, whole new nose. <laughs> Guys, Gina's sitting here looking at me as I'm feeding her my leftover apples from lunch. (laughs) And the truth is, I would do anything for Gina. You know this. She's like legit my baby. She's my third child. (laughs) And I want her to always be like cozy and eating apples and safe and protected. And so we're so excited to have... Um, Diggs with two G's, Diggs with two G's. Sponsoring the pod. Sponsoring the pod now because they're dedicated to improving the safety, happiness, and health of our buddies, our pets with their smart, stylish, and easy to use pet products. Like for instance, what we got for jeans is the Diggs Revel Collapsible Dog Crate. Um, I can see why it's their most popular product. You know, a crate is a big decision and the Revel 
crate ticks all the boxes. It's very convenient. It's designed with safety first, sets up in less than a minute. It can be raised and collapsed with one hand, which means that like you can transport it and it's super easy to clean. And it's very cool looking. It kind of like just looks like a piece of furniture. I was super excited about it. Um, Also guys, if you're traveling this summer, check out Diggs five-star crash test rated passenger travel carrier. It's small enough to fit under your airline seat, but it gives plenty of space for your little buddy. So we're into it. We love Diggs. Make your pets more comfortable with Diggs and their wonderful products. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire Diggs order. And to get the order, you just need to go to digs.pat and use promo code BUSY15. That's D-I-G-G-S dot pet with promo code BUSY15 to get 15% off. Order today. Go to digs.pet and use promo code BUSY15. Oh, Bev, do you know what you're worth? Bev is my favorite drink on earth. Um, okay, guys. Now I've done great. it. Now, I've, great. now she's done it. I'm out of Bev's. I'm out of them. I need more. Oh, I love them so goodness. much. I know. I'm out too. I have to place an order. Guys, if you don't know what Bev is yet, where you been? Where you been? Bev is a female-founded canned wine brand on a mission to transform the alcohol industry as we know it, creating a voice for women where there's never really been one and doing so in a kind and approachable way, hence why it's our favorite of all time. There are many different varietals for you to choose from. There's Rosé, Sauve Blanc, Pinot Gris, Pinot Noir, and they recently launched a sparkling rosé called Glam and Glitz. You know I love anything sparkling, so that is why Bev is for me. There's zero sugar, three carbs, 100 calories per serving. Um, it's like a tiny little cute can, great packaging. It makes a super cute gift when you go over to a friend's house. And then also, you know that you're going to like what you're drinking. That's yes. what I'm all about. Um you can get two-day shipping straight to your door, and shipping is free. We've worked out a special deal. Receive 20% off your first purchase, plus free shipping on all orders. We suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night Variety Pack so you can check out all of the delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com busy or just use code busy at the checkout to claim your deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash busy. Bev can also be found at retailers nationwide, including Target, Total Wine, Bevmo, and more. Bev, we love you so much. We love you, Bev. Um, okay, what's what are you doing your best at this week? Let's just do this. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I really like just Mm -hmm. brass tacks. I told you all that my office was chaos and it was a mess and it was really like affecting, you know, just my ability to do good work, like running around looking for a cord, looking for whatever. My office is like, it's, it's, a small bedroom in my house and it's half like my closet because this house doesn't have a lot of closets. It's half like a walk-in closet for me and half like uh, an office. And so everything was commingling and chaotic and like I said, affecting my ability to do good work. 
And so I wanted to separate it into like an office and like a getting ready area. And so um, I found these wall units uh, secondhand from like the They 60s. look so cute. <gasps> yeah. Thank you. But so my husband and my son Eli went to go get them um, out of the place where they were. They went, they rented a van and went to go get them. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were a lot larger than we anticipated. Um, and so have really been working to like, get them all to fit into the room and doing a lot of magic to get them to all fit into the room. But um, I got on a roll of, there were some pieces that I had in my office that no longer will fit in here. I had like mm-hmm. a, a little futon and I had a my old desk. And so I put those on Facebook Marketplace and I was able to sell those. And I was really proud of myself for just doing that in the mm-hmm. moment and not mm-hmm. saying to myself, oh, I have to do that. I have to do that. I have mm-hmm. to do that. And then living with these large items like in my house, cluttering everything up for a really long time, being like, oh, yeah, I got to get to that. I got to get to that. So I was proud totally. of myself for doing it. That's People great. came. People got them. A woman came to buy the futon and she said that she had measured her car and it didn't fit in her car. And uh, she was like, I can come back on Tuesday. And I was like, no, my sons will bring it to your house far away in (laughs) Glendale right now because this can't stay here another day. Mm. And uh, like I said, I cleaned out uh, some clothing that I would like to put on Poshmark so that other people can get use out of them. Um, and so I have all that going and I'm proud of myself for doing that because that's the kind of thing where I would like pack up a box of clothes, put it in the garage, Mm -hmm. not think about it for six months. And it's like, they're cute now. They're in style now. People could use them now. So I just have a plan for that. And that's what I'm going to do next. As soon as I get all my clothes put back, the things that I'm keeping, as soon as I get them put back into the closets neatly. And so I just had like a burst of um, organizational creativity Mm -hmm. that I'm proud of. Weird. So did I. Did you? Yeah. I wonder if there was something happening. Maybe it's astrological. That's what I meant. That's what I mean. Yeah. I wonder if it's astrological. Yeah. Or AstraZeneca. Or AstraZeneca because I have- Yeah. It could be something like that. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Is it astrological or AstraZeneca? Or <laughs> oh, Gina, oh your little God. corn chip smelling paws. How are you doing over there, friend? Uh, oh that's gosh. amazing. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, again, controlling my little corner of the world. But by the way, with the grace of my family, because I have to tell you, like, my sons have been moving furniture everywhere, making repairs to the secondhand, like, office furniture that I bought, uh, putting up with boxes everywhere throughout the house and, like, scooting through hallways that were uh, a staging place for, like, a futon to get pictures taken. You know, just really, really, my husband and my kids have been angels, and I'm very— I'm really, really lucky. I mean, they're nice people. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I know a lot of really, really nice people, and they are just, they're very nice people. Some of the nicest. <laughs> and they really, I just, just like, it's interesting. When Matt was, when 
Eli was in preschool and Lincoln went to the same preschool. Mm-hmm. I would get like kind of freaked out because I noticed other moms like really like making goo goo eyes at Matt. And I was like, what? It's so weird. And they were almost like talking about him like, oh, you're like, he's hot, you know? Mm-hmm. And which I think he is. And I think he deserves that. But like, it was weird. Mm-hmm. And they were like doing it like right to me, you know? In a weird way. I kind of like that. I I think it's better right to, I think, I honestly think it's better right to you. I'm not kidding. And then I, but then I think I I realized at some point I was like, oh, you know, they're lusting after like the support. You know what I mean? Like they're, that's what's hot to, to them is that he fucking helps me get these kids out of the car seats and that they see his face around here and that he's like carrying the diaper bag while I'm pushing the stroller and that, you know, that we're a team. That is what is hot to them. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I, this woman that is like acting like she's drooling over my husband. It's that I've never seen her partner. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. And they all actually knew him, and I think that's really lucky. Like he's always yeah. done more than his fair share. And mm-hmm. like you know, I try to be supportive of him. And you know, all the times when I'm like down with the patriarchy, blah, you know, I mean all of it. But in my own house, I've been so lucky because it's been the partnership that I dream of for other people. Not perfect. Hasn't always worked that way. But I I just really, like, I'm very, very lucky that, and I'm proud because, I mean, I think it has something to do with me. I'm very lucky and very proud of the support that my family manages to give each other over, like, things where I know other people would be on their own. Like, I know... (laughs) If it was some woman's dream to organize her office, her family might be like, good luck with that. But my family Mm -hmm. spent their whole free time of the past week trying to make my dream of an organized office come true for me. And I really feel lucky and fortunate. And um, yeah. Um, What are you doing your best at? I mean. Like everything. Besides the obvious. Yeah, I mean, I think we just maybe go with the obvious. <laughs> I think that maybe that's enough to be doing your best at in a week. I was really happy that we were able to make Cricket's birthday dream of Coney Island and that cake come true. Yeah. Um, she had a great, great birthday. And she was so happy and joyful and like it was really really sweet and then we yeah me too and like she just was like really happy like yeah it was so easy and like not planned and not expensive and just like Coney Island and yeah some rides I mean the most expensive thing was like the money at the game where the kids were throwing <laughs> at the, at the, uh, like throwing the balls at the cans to get you a You could Pikachu. easily burn a thousand dollars. Truly, truly, truly could. But we didn't burn a thousand dollars, but we'd burned way more than what that fucking Pikachu is worth. But, she, <laughs> but 
the glory and like pure ecstatic joy that Cricket had when she knocked that fucking thing down and won for herself, the giant Pikachu was like, that was everything. Like I, that was like, it was like one of the best moments I've ever witnessed in my life. Poor Uh, Mark had like gone to the car for some reason. Oh, to put more money in the meter, I think. And like, he missed it. But like, we were just, uh, everyone that was there, like he heard us cheering because it was just like, it was her birthday. And I was just like, come on, I just want this for her. Like, I want her to get it, you know? And I knew, I was like, I can't spend any more money on this fucking dumb thing. And by the way, it was like, Birdie kept, I mean, bless. Birdie's athletic abilities are non-existent. Like Birdie kept (laughs) throwing the beanbag thing. Yeah. And it would just like, I don't even know how, like it wouldn't hit any, it would just like, just go down into the ditch. Like it wouldn't even (laughs) hit anything. I was like, how do you not even get close? Like, it's not that hard to hit, to at least get close. Yeah. I got close a couple of times, but it was fucking hard because those games are rigged, right? They're rigged. I know, I know. I mean, that's the whole point Mm. is, you know, is to drain you of all the money that you brought to the carnival. But I'm so glad Cricket had a good time. I know. And that um, she, was, she was able to beat a rigged game. Um, well, if that isn't a metaphor for politics, I don't know. <laughs> there has to be a victory once in a while so that people will keep playing. Hmm. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> Keep spending those fucking dollars, baby. Right. And maybe you'll knock them all down one day. Yeah. Well, I choose to live in the place of hope. Yeah. I think that like my resolution in terms of where I am most valuable (laughs) in what in this time. And I think you and I are like sort of in the same boat a little bit is that this is like maybe all times are extraordinary, right? That's possible. Yeah. But this time does feel like extraordinary in a different way because of our awareness of it. And I mean by our, I mean collectively so many people whether you're directly affected or not, are able to be aware of like the injustices that are happening everywhere because of the internet and television and body cams and phone cameras. Phone cameras? Busy. (laughs) Well, that's what they are. I know, but that's like saying a hands-free headset. You know what I mean? How I used to always call it a hands-free headset. Remember, I'm busy tonight. And I'd be like, has anyone seen my hands-free headset? And they're like, you really don't have to call it that. That's not, we know what you're looking for. You're looking for your your AirPods. I just need my hands-free headset. Anyway, um, I do think that this time is full of violence. And it's full of malice and it's full of toxic 
masculinity and it's full of fucking toxicity, right? White supremacy. And white supremacy for sure. And ignorance. Yes. And guns. And a bunch of fucking scorpions, man. And I'm like not a person who, like, I'm not, I'm not the frog, but I'm also just like, can all of us frogs just like get together? (laughs) Maybe we could build like a fucking raft for the scorpion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. float him on over. Yeah. And... Because I feel like fundamentally where I am best of service in this moment, and this is where I think like you're sort of the same, is in the is in the culture part of it and the conversation and the being thoughtful in how we are talking about things and how we talk about things in public with others and in private little groups and in families and then like on this podcast and on our substack <laughs> <laughs> and the conversations that we chose to have when we were able to have that TV show, you know, and like, I think that we all have these parts to play, right? And there are certainly like politicians got a politish, scorpions got a scorp, Brett Kavanaugh's got to like scream and cry or whatever. Drink beer. And drink beer with studs. What was the guy's name? Do you remember? That was on the calendar. Squee. Squee. (laughs) (laughs) Squee. So fucking dumb. And, and like, I'm like always so impressed when we get these emails from Melissa Walker by you guys out there raising money. Like if you're great at a thing, if you're great at motivating people to fundraise, if you're great at like, if you love getting outdoors on Saturdays and you want to like knock on doors and talk to people or you want to like phone bank and talk to people. I love phone banking. That's also where I'm of service because I love talking to individuals who maybe think they know or have their mind made up and just like, but like, can we just talk about it for a second? You know, I don't, there's no conversation to be had with an AR-15. Like that's right. That's a conversation ender. That's a, that is a conversation under, and I'm, and I'm sad that Trump and DeSantis and the guy that looks like the penguin from Texas. What's his name? Why am I blanking? Come on, Cruz, Ted Cruz. Come on, guys. You're sad that Ted Cruz. I am, period. That's the end of the, no, but that's, I mean, no, just sad. Yeah, yeah, I'm sad. I'm sad about Ted Cruz. No, I'm sad that I'm sad that like Trump and Ted Cruz and like I'm sad that these motherfuckers are um encouraging 
and using like the, you know, like the language, the whistle call language or whatever to incite violence. Like I'm right. I'm bummed about it because like, um, you know, they, they have better weapons than us. Right. I, they, well, they just do. They have better, um, like, guns. <laughs> because I have, because I have none. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, as we're sort of saying, we're the frogs and they're the scorpions. So our instinct is to always make peace and work together and do the right thing. And that is not their instinct. So to trust no. them is, you know, is... But I'm just saying there's somewhere else. There's something yes. else. Like, I'm not... I'm just saying that, like, as frogs, we have to be like, we are peacefully making this raft. And you motherfucking scorpions can get on it or not. But either way, we're going to the motherfucking other side. Right. And guys, if you want to stay... The, but the back is not an option. Right. Right. It's because not a fucking option. We know. We know. Because it's the whole story. Everybody because knows the story. We know the story. We've but been I bitten. want to, but listen, I want to help. So this yeah. is the way I can help. And I would like, but I'm not going to help at the, at the, uh, you're not getting on my back, little guy. Because. <laughs> not this time. Not this time. No. Too many frogs have been. Too many, too many frogs have been stung. Aren't frogs like a, a symbol for white supremacy for some reason? What was that? That know your meme. I oh, don't know these things. Yeah. Wasn't that, there a frog that became like, yeah. he was like a white supremacist? Yes. Wait, what? What is that sentence? Wasn't there a frog that became a white supremacist? You guys, this podcast is over. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm done. I'm fucking done. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. This is my, this is my promise to you. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going on vacation. Yes. I'm saying this out loud. I'm going on vacation. Yes. And I'm going to, I'm going to not like, I'm going to look at the news in the morning and that's it every day. And I'm not going to, and I'm not going to like, I'm going to figure out how to, I don't know. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just send out an email as they come in that's like, I'm sorry, I'm away from my computer until this date. Like, I'm going to... Don't get Raymond to help you with that. I can't. And that's why. That was my joke. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not going to preset something because Lord oh. knows that's all Casey needs. <laughs> She's like, I'm busy. I have um 4,055 emails. <laughs> That are just you saying that you're out of range. But I'm like, I'm like giving myself, I'm going to give myself a little break. I'm going to give myself a break for several days. Not forever. Five days. Yeah. And I'm going to like reset my little brain a little bit. And I'm going to really think about, I'm going to read some things. I have some good books I got. Ooh, nonviolent communication. Oh, nice. That's what I want to read about. I want to read about it. Yeah, that sounds good. There's also a book. Hold on. There's also a book that I got. Ow! Oh my God. Ouch. Did you just hear my hip crack? 
There's also a book called A Progress- uh, Trust Women, A Progressive Christian Argument for Reproductive Justice because I'm like interested in that vibe. I'm trying yeah. to like learn things. But <sighs> we all have our talents. Right. And we can be generous and wise <laughs> and smart and happy. Baby birdie. I hope birds having a good time. I hope so too. I hope the bike rides are fun. They take their phones away. Oh, that's well, they, the, that's yeah. They sh- they they like are allowed to have them for cameras yeah. and they like shut them off. Okay. You know. Yeah, that's probably pretty smart. I think it's rad. It's probably just a good idea for for all of us to you Yeah, know. I think I'm like basically going to do that is what I'm saying. Do a little when detox. I go away. Do a little digital detox. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I am going to write, though. I'm going to work on some things. Also, this um, Kate Bush remastered vinyl that I've been looking at for days because it's been sitting on my coffee table because I was, like, cleaning stuff up, you know, and, like, organizing. Yeah. Upside down, it does look like Prince. Prince loved Kate Bush. Wait, look. I just want to show you this. I just want to show you this. Maybe I'll take a picture of it. Can you see that? Oh, yes. Can you does. see how that? Wait, screenshot yes. that. Can you screenshot that to post it? What is it? Shift command three. Shift command three. Did it work? I don't know. You guys, who are we? Oh, yeah, um, it did. It did. But it did. look, doesn't it look like him, it, kind of? It does look like Prince. Is that crazy? He Prince really loved Kate Bush, and he has a, he did a collab with her. I'll send it to you. Been If I can recommend something to you, if you've never seen it, that I don't know whether it was like a show for Vice or whether it was like some YouTube show or whatever, but the artist Big Boy talking about his love for the that Kate Bush song as a little kid riding his bike, listening to it on his headphones is one it. of the most beautiful, happy-making clips that... That's amazing. I'm going to watch that. To me, it explains, yeah, big boy, B-O-I. It explains the power of music and like what it's meant to do and how it can, it's like Mm. more than just how it sounds, Mm -hmm. but how it like makes you feel Mm. and how it um, brings you to like a time and place that's so important in your life. And Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite things. Sometimes when I need to be cheered up, I go look at that big boy video talking about Kate Bush and how important it was to him when he was seven or however old he was riding his bike. Oh, you know me and suspended in gaffa. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) That song's amazing. And also the Raw Raw Riot cover, also amazing. Um, A great cover of a great fucking song. Um, and I always loved Kate Bush because, you know, she was like the original Tori Amos influence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She just is a true artist. Oh, you know, just she just and a really good example of just, I am sure I haven't read extensively. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a Kate Bush scholar, mm-hmm. but I am sure she was told a million times to look different and to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. different. Sure. And clearly from the product that she put out 
that we are lucky enough to benefit from. Yes. She didn't listen to anyone about what she should have been doing. And well, that was also like, that's also like the Tori Emos thing too. Yes. I mean, the fact that like Tori Emos had an actual acapella song about being raped at gunpoint on a major label fucking album. Imagine like a pop star doing that. Right. Today. Right. I mean, that song is, you know the song, Me and a Gun. Me and a Gun. It is hard. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's pretty fucking amazing that she was like, yeah, now this is what we're doing. Right. Kate Bush really set the tone for a lot of the artists in the 90s, the like sort of cool lady artists that came in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Yes. Kate Bush is. I I feel like just one of those universally admired and Mm -hmm. universally admirable artists. Yeah. And I'm like thrilled for all the money from the Strangers. Yes. Situation. That's fucking great. Yeah. Good for you, Kate Bush. Just good proof for you that something the stand- arc of history is long, but it bends <laughs> toward justice <laughs> for Kate Bush and all of us and, and all, all of us. Of us. Yeah, yeah. And on that that's... note, no, really, on that note, I'm I am going to go now because I do <laughs> I I do love you, but I have so many things that I need to do, and then you I'm going to go on vacation, and then we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll talk to you guys next yeah. week. We love you. Thanks for checking out the Substack. Really yes. thank you to everyone who subscribed. We promise we will make it worth your while now that Busy is out of jail. I'm out. <laughs> Paid my fine. <laughs> I'm done. For now. For now, anyway. Bye. We love Bye. you guys. Oh, no.